What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing okay. I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are taking your vaccine and allowing yourself to get back in the world, man. I'm excited. I am excited because we finally can start doing all the things that we ought to be able to do i'm so happy i'm back to reffing games if you follow me on instagram you've you've probably noticed that i've been posting a lot more videos and a lot more clips of me playing soccer or me reffing soccer games because i got my vaccine and your boy is out of here your boy is out in the street almost every night because you know what now that i can do all the stuff that i've been wanting to do i'm gonna do it Life is too short, my friends. Life is way too short. Let me turn this down a little bit. Life is way too short, and I'm excited. There's so many good news when it comes to the vaccine. So much good news. I mean, now we have about 30% of the population that has gotten both shots of the vaccine and 43% of the population that has gotten at least one shot of the vaccine. So that is awesome, awesome, awesome news for everybody. But that's not even the big news that's going on this week. This week... For all my fellow financial nerds out there, it's a big week for us. It's a very exciting week for us. It's been a very full week. Our platters have been full. Our plate has had plenty to eat on it. And we have been munching down. We've been enjoying it. This week, like I said, it's a massive week for all financial nerds because a third of the S&P 500 is reporting earnings this week. However, the focus is mainly going to be on five companies. Well, technically six. Five, six-ish companies. And those companies make up about 25% of the S&P 500. And those companies include include Microsoft. Y'all know I love my Microsoft. Apple, Alphabet, a.k.a. Google, Facebook, and Amazon. And I'll throw in there Tesla just because Tesla is one of the biggest companies in the S&P 500 now. Why is it that big? Don't ask me. It's just, you know, FOMO and everybody piling on into Tesla. But these companies play a major, major, major role into the direction that the S&P 500 will go. Well, the first thing we should think about is the fact that since March, when we had the major sell-off of all stocks... My roommate's cooking something. It smells real good. Sorry for the interruption. But anyway, uh, now since the sell-off that we had due to the Rona pandemic last March, the S&P 500 has risen 87% since its lows in March 23rd of 2020, adding about $50 trillion worth of value to the index in just over a year. This is the best 12-month rally that we have had since 19 since the 1930s. And this weekend, also, we get to hear the Oracle, we bow, speak to us at the annual Berkshire's Hathaway's uh, shareholders meeting. So it's a lot of good stuff going on this week. It's a lot of exciting things that your boy, a financial nerd, is extremely excited to get into. But let's start off this earnings update this week with Tesla, who reported earnings on Monday. And Tesla did its thing and absolutely obliterated earnings. And a word that you will be hearing me say a lot when it comes to Tesla's earning and a lot of words that will be heard for Tesla moving into the future apparently is Tesla's numbers are always hitting new record highs. Because as of this point, Tesla is growing extremely fast. Tesla had a record Q1 delivering over 184,000 cars, the most it has ever delivered in one quarter. Mostly it was the Model Y and the Model 3 cars. Of course, these are the more affordable versions 
of their more luxury Model S's and Model X's. It, it sold about, I think it only sold about 2,000 Model S's and Model X's. They absolutely destroyed revenue numbers as they grew revenues over 74% from the same time last year. They brought in about $10 billion and profits over $438 million, which is unbelievable. Well, it's not unbelievable. It's very, very well-timed and well-positioned. They also sold about 10% of their Bitcoin stake. But however, the biggest news from the entire earnings call is the surge in which they have for their new factories, their new gigafactories in Berlin and in Austin. They said that those plants will be operational hopefully later on this year. And they will begin to be producing the Cybertruck and the Tesla semis as well. However, Tesla is no longer the only player in the EV space. Its market share actually dropped from, from 82% to 70% as more manufacturers are getting into the EV space and the EV market is continuing to grow and grow and grow. So we'll see exactly what happens with Tesla. Is Tesla going to be able to have such a massive lead before other manufacturers come into the game and be able to give a bunch of different options for people to buy or is tesla going to be able to is going to fall behind and these manufacturers take over so that's the game plan that's the question that everybody's asking themselves when it comes to tesla then on tuesday we had a bit of a double header we had microsoft and google both reporting their earnings and they both did really really well microsoft continues to grow actually i'll pull it up on screen microsoft continues to grow its revenue with the help of its cloud services spurred on by the pandemic however azure cloud service only grew 50 percent, which is about what it had grown at the end of last year as well so last year it grew 50 percent, and this year it grew 50 percent. so a lot of investors got spooked and they were like it's not growing that fast anymore which a 50 percent growth when you already were massive is massive so I don't know what investors are expecting, but anyway, that's besides the point. My main thing when I look at uh, Microsoft is not just their Azure cloud services, even though that's the biggest money maker for them right now. I also look at other things like their Xbox computing service and also look at things like their LinkedIn services and their office uh, and business products. So that's your Windows commercial products and those kind of things. How are those growing? Because those are the bets going into the future that Microsoft is going to make to ensure that they continue to grow and grow very well. And some of the acquisitions that they're making, such as the acquisition of Nuance and the acquisition of ZeniMax, which is the game uh, game publisher that they bought, are going to feed into that cycle to help Microsoft get to the point where they continue to grow. And for me, I love the earnings report. This was great news. However, I don't know if this is something that can continue, but we'll talk about that later on in the show. Now, moving on from there, we had Google. Google basically saw earnings estimates and was like, y'all are joking, right? Like, y'all playing with us, right? Like, this is really what y'all are estimating for us to reach? Like, that, this is child's play. Google was like, what? Are y'all serious right now? Like, this is this is literally what y'all think we're going to make? Like, this, this is what y'all think? Google absolutely destroyed earnings. It reported about $55 billion in revenue, which is an increase of over 34%. This was mainly brought on by YouTube revenue. YouTube revenue uh, rose about 49% in the last quarter, up to about $6 billion. Its profits from Q1 was almost double what it had been a year prior to today. So then again, we had that apocalypse that happened due to the, the pandemic, but then you can see like it has more than brought itself back up from that stages 
when we were dealing with the pandemic so google is really really returning but even bigger than that is google is looking at tiktok and saying huh we coming for you tiktok we ain't playing no more games we come in directly for you during the earnings call one of the points that sundar pichai said during the earnings call was the fact that YouTube's competitor, I mean, YouTube's TikTok competitor, Shorts, is garnering about 6.5 billion daily views, which is an increase from 3.5 earlier in January. So basically, they've doubled the amount of daily views that they're getting out of just Shorts, which means they're coming directly for TikTok. They're coming right for TikTok. And unlike TikTok, YouTube is a much easier platform to monetize. So a lot of people actually try to get their audience from TikTok over to YouTube. And now that, the, and especially because unlike on TikTok, where you have to basically go viral over and over again, YouTube is not that case. Once you build an audience, you have an audience. And so seeing that whole dynamic play out is going to be so interesting. But the point is YouTube continues to grow. As a matter of fact, there was a data that was done by the Pew Research, which found that over 81% of adults now watch YouTube, 81% of adult which means that if you're walking down the road and you see somebody on their phone watching something eight out of ten times that person is probably on YouTube this is why Netflix didn't say that Hulu is its competition or Disney is its competition or any of these other streaming networks are its competition its competition is YouTube YouTube is the competition for Netflix because one YouTube is free and two, it has an unsurmountable amount of content because there are always somebody somewhere uploading some kind of video for somebody to go watch, for people to watch all the time because it's not made by like, unlike Netflix, where Netflix has to create its own content. The content on YouTube is being generated by users and users are always trying to come up with new things. So that's why Netflix is like, y'all keep talking about the fact that Disney Plus is growing and Hulu is growing and all these, that's not the problem. The problem is not that. The problem is sites like YouTube, which can completely dominate and take away all the attention because of just that flywheel that it has. Because people get on YouTube, they watch videos, they're like, you know what, I wanna make videos too. So they post their videos, they go watch other people's videos and that flywheel just keeps on spinning and Google keeps on serving up all those ad dollars google also announced a 50 billion dollar share buyback which i'm not a big fan of share buybacks however google is one of the few companies that has such unbelievably good cash position almost no debt that they can do share buybacks and at the same time they also announced that they're going to still be investing in the business with announcing about seven billion dollars in other opportunities or basically investing seven billion dollars in data centers and also in new office spaces so google is doubling down on the fact that we're gonna go back to the office and they're building stuff out so for me this was an amazing amazing earnings call and i just regret not investing more in google but however i'm going to be investing in google that's like one of the companies google microsoft those are two of the companies that i really like google microsoft apple of course i'm like a typical investor just like anybody who invests in the s p 500 it's basically google microsoft apple a third of the biggest holdings that you're going to have and those are the three that i have right now however now moving on from there unfortunately facebook just released their earnings but i didn't have time to go through it so we can go through it together real quick pretty big number revenues rise by 48 percent uh let's see it's the stock is up six percent i don't really care about that daily active news users dropped a little bit which is something we're going to be seeing more of just like we saw with netflix we saw a slight drop or netflix subscriber numbers come down because as people go back outside 
they're not going to do all of that stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. But anyway, I, I didn't have time to go through this. So I can't really tell you exactly what all the numbers are and all that good stuff. Same thing with Apple. Unfortunately, it's not released just yet of when I'm recording this, but you can definitely guarantee that I'm going to make some kind of video, whether it's on TikTok, on IG, or on YouTube, where I just talk about the earnings results from Apple and maybe from Facebook, but I don't really like Facebook and I don't really care too much about Facebook. So I may not make a video about Facebook, but definitely about Apple. So check on any of those platforms to see what's going on. And if you want to learn more about any of those businesses, but here's the big takeaway from big tech's earnings that we just had from all the earnings. The pandemic has been very, 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 very 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 lucrative to big tech companies it has been basically the ultimate example to show that these businesses can weather certain storms because this played the pandemic played into the strengths of big tech whether it's with uh, google and microsoft with their cloud services or just with their services of being able to stay at home and watch videos all the time or whether it's with apple with the products that they make that people went to go buy new phones and all these other stuff i, I don't have apple's numbers but the point is all these and also we have to include amazon into this mix as well is all these companies benefited greatly from the pandemic now the question on everybody's mind is are they going to be able to carry this on or was growth pulled forward due to the pandemic that's the question that's on any everybody's mind is growth as a lot of the growth that these companies were supposed to experience further down the line been pulled forward due to the pandemic that's one of the questions that people have on their minds the way Sundar Pichai said he said that this is just the beginning I tend to agree with them because we're not going to go back to the old school yes some things might nip a little bit might slow down a little bit like we're probably not gonna be watching as much YouTube as we did during the pandemic however this is now a new normal for us this is now the new age I don't expect to see a lot of companies starting to be like ah, oh, you know what that was just for the pandemic period we don't need cloud no 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 that was already a wave that had begun that's just going to continue being the wave where cloud services are going to be a thing where we're going to be watching a lot more youtube rather than watching regular tv as a matter of fact they had the oscars the other night and almost nobody watched it because nobody really cares about the oscar because at the end of the day it's not about the the, the viewers of these movies it's about the actors and nobody really cares about that we'll rather watch an award show about youtube or about all these other platforms so that's where things are switching up as we move into the future but however the question is how much of that growth has been pulled forward how much growth can we expect from a lot of these business as we go into the future is youtube ad revenue going to cut down or are they going to continue growing as we go into the future moving on from there we got the next topic that we have to talk about is Facebook and all their algorithms and not just Facebook basically all these different companies Google's algorithms uh, IG its algorithm TikTok's algorithm basically Congress is like we're fed up we're tired we want to know exactly what it is that your algorithm does so on Tuesday Congress called forth call, called forth I think there were summoning them which they did summon them called forth Google Twitter and Facebook all to the white all to, to, to testify before Congress about what exactly does your algorithm do and how can it amplify certain things and how does it amplify certain people and certain voices while at the same time destroying certain voices according to Axios's Ashley Gold and Inner Free after years of secrecy by the tech platforms lawmakers and regulators want to know what's inside those black boxes as more of our lives is being ruled by algorithms, 
it is time that we get to understand exactly what these algorithms actually do a lot of us only think basically based on what the algorithm is suggesting to us if we're on youtube we only stay on the home page we don't really go to our sub boxes anymore we don't really and most of us probably just have it on autoplay so the next video just plays and the next video just plays and the next video just plays we don't actually create our own mindset of what it is that we want to watch a lot of our stuff is dictated by the algorithm if you open up tiktok a lot of us just stay on the for you page we never go to the following page we never go see the things that the creators that we actually watch on a regular basis we just stay on the for you page and that's how most of us interact with tiktok if we go on ig a lot of people just stay on the discovery page hardly ever stay on their on their feed page which and again google has i mean facebook has this whole thing where it's basically messed up the whole feed page where in the past where you could see things from people you actually wanted to see it now they try to push other content in there for you to be able to just keep liking and following and liking and following because at the end of the day everybody wants your attention so my thing is try your best to tr not allow the algorithm to rule everything which me saying this is also like counterintuitive because the only way people are going to be able to find my content on any of these platforms is if the algorithm decides like oh we like his content so we're gonna push it out to more people so that people can be able to see it however at the same time people's mental health is much more important than somebody seeing my content which yes my content helps people but at the same time i think there are other ways that people will, be, will get that help anyway so try to curate your out curate all your feeds like don't just auto watch on youtube don't just be on the discovery page on ig don't just be on the for you page actually like slide over to the following page and follow the people that you actually want to see stuff at on instagram maybe just stay on your actual feed and see posts from people you actually follow or even better just watch the stories which is what i do now on on ig because most of the stuff on there is not stuff that i care about i just want to see things from people that i actually follow so i end up just looking at stories from people and even then i'm not really like that much on ig i post and then i bail i post and bail i post and bail is what i do but algorithms are continuing to be a huge part of our lives even mine is just social it also plays a big role in if you're going to get a loan or not if a person is going to get parole or not and a bunch of other things that play a role in our daily day-to-day -day lives so as we continue to grow it's important that we understand how these algorithms work otherwise they're just going to rule our lives and all these companies just get away with whatever it is and we never understand why exactly we're being told to do certain things or told not to do certain things so the other thing that i was not able to watch or able to listen to or able to get information on was the new, was the fact that biden was going before congress to talk about his american families plan and also his american jobs plan which is 1.5 trillion and 2.8 trillion respectively for both of those plans which they are to do a lot of good things for the economy to ensure that the economy continues to grow to ensure that people have the money that they need as we go and the economy continues to expand however the way he was going to pay for it was basically taxing the wealthy and also increasing corporate taxes so he was going to talk about that unfortunately i couldn't find the time to do that because you know what i still have a nine to five job so i missed that whole hearing and him going before congress and all that good stuff also jerome powell was going to give a press conference on the federal reserve and what it plans to do moving into the future concerning inflation which inflation is already here concerning all these other things i was unable to actually listen to any of that stuff but you can know for sure that on tiktok on ig on any of these platforms i'm probably going to make a video about it in the near future also 
the day you're listening to this will get Q1 GDP numbers. So if you follow me on Twitter, more than likely, I'm going to tweet about it just because that's, that's, that's kind of what I do. But anyway, to close out everything, here's a quick uh, rundown, a quick excerpt that I think is interesting for every single one of us to think about. Now, moving into this part, for all the talk that Biden has been saying that the U.S. is back on the world stage, the U.S. is back to being a global leader all over the place, that has not necessarily materialized in the way that the U.S. has been handling the vaccine sharing with other nations. The U.S. took the approach of the airplane clash that you see You see whenever you're on an airplane where they say, hey, put on your mask first before helping anybody else. Even if it's your kid, make sure your mask is on first and then put the mask on the kids, which is a very nationalistic, I can't say that word, nationalistic approach. But at the same time, it can definitely be understood because at the end of the day, if you're not doing what needs to be done in your own hometown, how can you go help somebody else? Now, like I said earlier at the beginning of this podcast, about 30% of the population have been fully vaccinated and 43% of the population has gotten at least one shot. So now the U.S. is willing to start sharing its vaccines with other <clears throat> with other people. Just like me, when I get Girl Scout cookies, it's like I want to have my stash first and then I'm going to go share out some of the extras. You know, I got to have my stash of Girl Scout cookies and I'm going to give you guys some. But anyway, the U.S. will release the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is about 60 million doses for the rest of the world, for the rest of the world to use, especially in places like India, which is in dire, dire need of help as their cases have been exploding in recent days. The U.S. is going national is extremely the, the U.S. going international is extremely important because while the U.S. has been playing uh, defense at home and trying to protect things here in the United States, China and Russia has been gaining a lot of influence in other nations by sharing their vaccines, which have not been as effective. But at the end of the day, it builds good faith to know that you can at least you got something from them where the U.S. was trying to hoard as many as possible. So something the U.S. didn't do for the last four years was trying to build that influence. So the U.S. doing this is very important moving into the future and building out relationships. Oh, and by the way, if you're one of the 30% of Americans who have been fully vaccinated, the EU is like, yo, 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 please come visit us again. Please come. We need your tourist dollars. So please come visit us as soon as you can. And the CDC is also saying that fully vaccinated people do not have to wear masks when they are not in crowded areas. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all this week. It was just going to be a quick rundown. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, we gotta talk about it. Apple just released their earnings call. And said, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, these numbers are incredible. Apple reports another blowout quarter with sales up 54, 54%. 54, oh my God. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is... This is incredible. So let's see. It says Apple reported double digit growth in every single one of its product categories. Its most important uh, product line, the iPhone, was up 65% from last year. At the same time, its Mac and iPod sales did better with its computers up 70%. I mean, it makes sense, though, because a lot of these numbers. Okay, you know what? I mean, this is cool. and This is a big deal. But the problem with these numbers that I'm looking at right now. The problem with these numbers is it's comparing it back to the beginning of last year, the first quarter of last year, which was right about the time when coronavirus hit. 
and remember like we've been saying a lot of that growth has been pulled forward because a lot of people rushed out to buy new software buy new devices and all that stuff so comparing these numbers year over year i don't like it i don't like the comparison of doing it year over year it's not a good one-to-one comparison the better comparison would be to compare it to like what happened in 2019 that would be a much better comparison to really get us to understand and have a good feel of what actually happened so let's see what they did so they did Oh my God, they brought in $90 billion in revenue. 90, oh my gosh, how does this company do it? Remember, in the end of the year quarter, which is the best quarter of Apple, they brought in over $100 billion. $90 billion, oh my gosh, this company just prints money. Apple literally just prints money. And then look, let's see, their gross margin, 42%. Oh my God. That means that for every dollar that Apple makes, they keep 40 cents. That is unbelievable. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. That's Apple, they just print money. Like literally Apple just prints money. They just literally print money. That's what they do. Oh my gosh, Apple is too good. They're too good at this. This is why you can't like not invest in Apple. And then plus they're going into other categories. Let's see how the growth. I think one of the things that I look more towards is not their iPhone sales anymore. I look more towards their services revenue. So they grew service revenue $16.9 billion versus they estimated they were supposed to do $15 billion. So that's that's really good. And then other products, which is your Air, your AirPods and all that stuff, they did about $8 billion there, which is, woo, woo, woo. I mean, Apple, man, Apple just keeps killing the game. $90 billion. Oh my gosh, this company, how are y'all making $90 billion in one quarter? Oh my gosh. Oh man, that's incredible. But anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and kill this podcast here. My mind is absolutely blown from seeing these numbers from Apple. My gosh, man. But anyway, I'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And we out. Peace.